You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode five. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode five. Cinco. Episode five. Today's topic will be on holiday weight or negative people in your life, what to do with the extra baggage. Um, I think it's a great topic. We'll actually give Craig the credit for coming up with this one. It's good around the holiday time and good just for some of the necessities of life to do some of the things we will talk about today. First, before we get into it, I know we've all been super appreciative about the feedback we've been getting so far the downloads out there we passed up our 31 and a half that half person got themselves yeah. fully downloaded we got some more data out there good work nice yeah so we want to say thanks to, to everybody out there listening it means a lot to us it's something that we all had in our hearts to do and, and it's nice to see the positive feedback so far yeah it's been a lot of fun hearing from everybody out there all the positive input i have had a couple of things uh, one of my buddies i talked to this week he hadn't been familiar with listening to podcasts and he said well one good thing is you certainly have a face for uh, radio. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. And the other thing that I've heard is, well, out of the three of you guys, you're the most uh, likely to be uh, mistaken for Zach Galifianakis. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is good stuff, dude. And it's been good to know that I'm the more of the hot dog man Lake Charles is catching on. Oh, my, it, it's on fire. My favorite thing out there. So oh. I know John's super pumped about that situation. Oh, so much traction. Um, I feel like... The hot dog man is finally starting to earn his little grill marks. <laughs> Earning his keeping. Man, Craig, I can't, can't say enough about the people out there talking about how, how wonderful your voice is, man. Just oh. a voice for the microphone. Oh, my brother. gosh. Well, that's my voice. So, <laughs> <laughs> so smooth. Uh, so welcome smooth. So to look, episode five. Let's, uh, let's hop in, guys. Let's, let's delve into the topic. I think the easy place to probably start is with the, the holiday weight. I know that Craig recently, when we were chatting it up at the gym the other day, you were talking about the family dinners, work dinners, some of the retreat stuff you've been doing and, and trying to get back in the routine in the gym, man. Yeah, man. No, it's true. It's funny. We're thinking about uh, this episode and coming off the holidays. I don't know about y'all, but man, when I was younger, it, you know, I went to that weight loss process and then it was easy. I was real thin. I could eat what I wanted. And it seems like the older you get, the harder it is to keep weight off, even if you work out a lot. And so, you know, we joke about it with friends and family, like, oh, I got the holiday weight. But it's so true. You might spend, you know, months getting where you want to get um, or at least starting. And all it takes is one good holiday or weekend of just enjoying yourself and boom, you erase it. Yeah, you know, that's true. Um, I actually looked to see what if they had any statistics on how much weight people gain during the holidays. And surprisingly, it was only one to two pounds uh, for the average American. 
it's interesting I'll that, probably uh, fall in that category. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, there's another category I'm above average in. Uh, I usually put on about three to five pounds. So yeah, I've got the uh, exact opposite problem and I'm sure there are some of our listeners out there. I struggle with gaining the weight. So the holidays are actually a good thing for me, high, high metabolism, and I do enjoy working out. So, um, I'll take the inverse of the situation, try to figure out how to gain weight over time. Matt, that just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I, I don't know. That's Sp- awesome. Speaking of that, how did that uh, milk diet work out for you when you were trying to pack on some pounds? Dude, I did hop on the milk diet. At one point, I, I lost, so I played sports, as you know, elite athlete. Elite uh, athlete. <laughs> that honestly is not true out there, but... He could run 90 feet at one time. <laughs> when I was playing, especially in college, I was trying to gain weight. I did. Uh, hopped on a little milk diet. I did it too after law school when I stopped working out because I have to work out the muscles, what keeps the pounds on for me. So... I uh, didn't work out much in law school, got on the milk diet so much that my doctor was like, hey, man, that's probably a little too much milk every day. <laughs> uh, shout, shout out to Heinen. So I had to dial that down. I do love me some milk. Uh, one of my names actually in college was Milk Monster. So I can, I can hang down some milk, man. Wait, do you say up. Milk Monster? That's it, man. Oh, man. That's what my roommates in college call me all the time. I always have a gallon of milk running around. That here. is awesome. Nice. So, Craig, tell us a little bit about what you do workout-wise, man, maybe to keep the weight off. Oh, man. So, okay, if I'm going to inspire anybody to lose weight, which I'm not saying I'm the master of things, but, you know, I did have a, I can do a quick recap of my childhood. You know, I was always bigger, and uh, whenever I finally saw uh, another classmate who I didn't know in middle school told me his story about losing all this weight, and I said, what'd you do? He's like, well, I just ate chicken and salad and worked out, and I was like, well, okay. You know, for some reason, I felt like I had tried that a lot, but I remember I went for, for a jog. My father jogged many miles, and I went for a run and got about 200 yards, and I couldn't breathe. And I was like, whoa, that's rough. But you know what? I said I can do that much. And so every, every, every week or so, I would add another 100 yards, and then I'd add another 100 yards, and then finally got to a mile. That was my goal. And then after I hit a mile, I said, let's go a mile and a quarter. And it, when you take those little steps, I just slowly built on it. And fast forward, I was able to eventually run – you know, as far as I ever wanted, lost 50 pounds. Wow, and, man, that's uh, incredible. So that was pretty cool. And then it started going back to the gym and lifting weights. When I was in high school, I lifted weights in football. I was the big lineman, and I would warm up with 185 pounds. And then eventually, after losing that weight, I jumped back in the gym, and I couldn't even uh, push 185 one time. So I knew muscle uh, mass and, and strength training was important. So ever since that time in high school, I, I had some consistent um, routine where I'd work out and run and maintain my weight and and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it and still do it's sort of my emotional escape but for anybody out there wanting to get started i just say like you know we, we mentioned in uh one of our earlier episodes i think it was episode two where we talked about um you know taking baby steps yeah just one stone at a time man. one stone at a time just get out there and uh give your safe it's just 10 minutes you did 10 minutes it's not an hour like you wanted but you accomplished something and just do 10 minutes uh, every other day for a week and then add that 15 and 20. And so to this day, I still like to jog a couple times a week. I like to go to the gym. I've, I've since moved to this high-intensity training, so I'll pick. Crazy Craig workouts. Yep. Oh. No doubt. Crazy Craig. You may see some pictures on that. Hold on now. <laughs> Although I do have a picture. Might have snapped one of them last time in the workout room when we were in there. <laughs> I just like to find, you know, uh, eight to ten different uh, moves that involve multiple body parts. And I just do uh, so many reps, say, you know, 10 to 15 or for a certain time, I do them all back to back. I run through that whole cycle three times, takes 30 to 45 minutes and I feel good. I've got some, you know, muscle work in there, some cardio in there. And that's just my personal. I mean, obviously there's lots of things you can do. 
You know, it's funny whenever you do pack on this extra weight, say holiday weight, you know, I always hope maybe it's going to go where I want it to go. Maybe I'm going to get a little more junk in the trunk this time. But <laughs> it never seems to land where I want it to. Um, but it's important to bring up that diet is hugely important. Uh, your number of calories taken in is very difficult to overcome whenever you do start to exercise. So in order to lose, you know, a pound a week, you generally need to cut or out-exercise your diet by about 500 calories uh, a day for a week period of time. And in order to burn those calories, for instance, um, a person generally has to run for about 45 to 60 minutes in order to burn 500 calories. So if your diet is out of control and you're taking in too many calories, it's really difficult sometimes to overcome that um, calorie issue. Yeah, dude, that's a great stat. Uh, back to the inverse of that, when I was trying to gain weight, I used to wear a Fitbit figure out how many calories I was burning and then eat 500 over that amount. And you would gain about one a week. So that's a good stat. Don't know where you got it from. Um, the other good thing about this, when you're working out, it's good mentally to have something to do after a day at work. Or in my case, I go a lot during the midday. It just makes you feel good to, to get that lift in that run in, et cetera, that you've accomplished something. And there's the, the endorphins you release when doing it, that does a lot for the mental psyche as well. Absolutely. No, I agree completely. If anything, that's probably one of the main reasons for your mental health and uh, just to have a little escape. Well said. Well, look, guys, it can transition us into talking about maybe cutting out. It could be certain people in our lives, relationships that may not be good for us. Or it could be also, when I was thinking about the topic, things in our life that aren't good, like we've talked about in some of the other things, too much social media or um, letting your mind wander places it probably shouldn't be, things like that. And I think in doing that, the first thing you've got to do is recognize the issue, uh, recognize. And that could be even back to the, the losing weight, gaining weight. Hey, this is something I want to do. Before you can do anything, you've got to be able to recognize it. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and I think we all know people in our lives or I've been in our lives at some point in time that uh, seem to be hyper focused on negative things that are going on in their lives and around them. Um, you know, these are the people who are always talking about the sky is falling, everybody's against them, you know, there's nothing that's going right in their life. And, you know, it's, it's difficult for people to continue to handle that burden that's around them. If it's being put on them on a consistent basis, that burden, you know, sometimes can become more than, than they're able to uh, maintain. And then they may need to move on different friendships, different relationships at that aspect. What do you think, Greg? No, I agree. It's kind of like carrying extra weight. It kind of makes you tired, you know, <laughs> <laughs> kind of wears you down. And uh, if you think about, imagine somebody runs up to you with a huge smile, hug, hey man, how you doing? You know, you kind of, you start breathing faster, your energy goes up, you feel excited. And then like Steve mentioned, you got Debbie Downer comes along and how you doing? Oh, you know, same old stuff. This is bad and that is bad. And all of a sudden you start hanging your head, you start bringing, breathing slower you drop your eyes, and your emotional state can frequently be the direct reflection of the person you're visiting with. No doubt, man. I, um, two things come to mind when I heard you say that. First, I have a, a client that is actually seeing John for treatment, and I called her this morning. Unfortunately, we can't give names out here, but I called her this morning, and this is somebody who's in a pretty good accident, hurt quite a bit, and she always answers the phone with a chipper, cheery voice. How you doing? Ask me about my day. Nothing, And I'm calling her to see how she's doing, and something like that just literally this morning made me think to myself, man, somebody who's hurt, somebody who's in a rough spot in their life, trying to get a vehicle fixed, can't get around right now, still has such a positive attitude that makes a, a big difference in her life. 
The second thing I thought was I saw on Facebook the other day, um, which I'm not the best with the Facebook world, but I'm trying to figure it out some, is there was a guy, somebody posted a video about a guy, his like girlfriend, wife, something comes every day to like our most days to pick him up for lunch. And they meet, eat in the car on the lunch break. And she like takes all these clips of the guy coming out over days, over time. And every day he's like dancing in the parking lot on the way to see her, waving at her. He's, I like him already. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a John. His attitude is stellar. And, and she says in there like, he could have been having the worst day, but he would have never told me. You like, he, I would have never known, but he chose coming out every day to do that. And she felt like the luckiest girl in the world because he would do that for her. And that's, again, someone choosing the right mentality. And that made her feel appreciative, lucky, et cetera. So she's going to act the same way as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I like to think of this, when we were talking about this topic, I was thinking about um, some of the hiking trips that I've been on. And uh, in terms of hiking, you know, whenever you start off going, Say you're going to climb a mountain and uh, maybe um, somebody has a negative comment or somebody puts an extra pound or two in your backpack. Well, the first pound or two maybe might not be that noticeable, but over time you keep adding weight, keep adding weight. And that can uh, be a huge burden that uh, can't be carried, you know, in the end. It, you know, it's, it's funny you say that. I think I read somewhere they said you're the average of the three people you spend the most time with as far as your mindset your attitude, your beliefs. And so you, you think about who you hang out with and if your core group of friends, you know, they're going to the bar after work every day and eating all the good food and, you know, having the, the gossip conversations, you're probably going to be with, with them and maybe not accomplishing those things you want to accomplish. So, you know, could someone be holding you back? Uh, just kind of pay attention to the people and the energy they give you. Um, are they helping you reach your dreams and find happiness or is there, is there maybe some negative influences? Um, and even like we talked about in episode, um, episode two, once again, you know, New Year's resolutions, new goals, you're going to lose the weight, you're going to start the new project, you're going to do something different. Well, a lot of times people can be uncomfortable with change um, because you don't fit into that box that they've put you in. And it's not that they don't like what you're doing. It's just they're uncomfortable because it, it's, it's not you. It's not who they've defined you. The certainty of who you are. Has, is changing and so they might bring you down and just be very conscious of that not to run from them but to maybe you know stand your ground and, and tell them why you're you're doing these things to better yourself and if you really want to improve certain things in your life maybe consider surrounding yourself with either like-minded people or people who've already accomplished that goal or that thing so that it can raise you to a higher level yeah you know uh, that's that's a great point Craig you know life a lot of times is about you know the baggage that we pick up here and there no, nobody's life is perfect so what you need to do is probably think twice before you uh, tie a boulder around your neck and go swimming yeah <laughs> <laughs> look I think that's a great point Craig I, I like the line of uh, I think it's something like the saying of you hang around a dog with fleas long enough you're gonna wind up attracting the fleas yourself something like that and I just, it made me jog back to a funny story, not one I really uber want to relive, but it brings me back to when I first met John. Oh, this mm. sounds amazing. <laughs> Uh-oh. I want to hear this. And we were playing tennis after I finally decided to come out there, and I was getting whipped. How did that go out, Go for you? I just said getting whipped. And um, One more time? We want to clarify, actually. We were only playing sets. It was not um, complete matches out there, but I'm a pretty competitive guy and really don't get too hyped up very much. Um don't cuss a lot. Pretty low-key. Um, well, John was beating me pretty good, and I was starting to get frustrated because I am 
joking around with elite athlete, but pretty athletic. And I could run all over the place. I could get to the ball, but I could not get a freaking point. And I'm out there like every <laughs> Not a good again. way to win a set. Not a good way to win a set. <laughs> and I'm out there, and John's laughing because I'm freaking dying running all over the place. And he looks like he's barely moving, playing with his left hand. And so I do. I'm starting to get frustrated. I start cussing a little bit. And I'd really gotten to a place. I used to cuss a lot when I was in uh, playing ball in college. It was it got thrown out of a game, shockingly, which is very oh, not my style. I hope there's video somewhere <laughs> there's on that. I would like video. to see that. Dude, make the front page of the press. Lady J was <laughs> not happy at all about oh, this. Oh, sorry, Lady J. Um, but I did. I used to have a little bit of a hothead. was very, um, very passionate. And so I remember looking at John and the few points I would win, and I could see he was frustrated, but he'd be like, shoot, dang it. And I remember I looked across the way, and I was like, dude, how are you not cussing at all over there? I barely knew this guy, but I was like, how are you not cussing one bit? It's like, nah, man, I really don't, which that was a lie. But uh, at the time, I didn't know him, but I was super shocked. I was like, man, I need to I need to be more like this. I had gotten myself to a place where I wasn't cussing that much. And here I am watching John say, shoot, and dang it. I need to be like that. <laughs> so it's the same principle, though, of it was something I saw in him, something that uh, I felt like was good to – probably the only reason I was really hanging around with him at the time, to keep myself under control with the cussing. Just kidding. But something I, I learned from you and still think about all the time to this day. Well, I was just excited to be out there playing left-handed um, and all. I was just happy to be back on the court running around. Shows the different levels of expectations we had. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think I was going to lose. What's interesting is like, uh, you know, that day John was your coach and he, <laughs> he elevated your tennis game and your, uh, your you know, I want to be better, man. Want to be a better person. person want game. to be better. That's awesome. Truly, and that's um, it goes for both of y'all. One of the reasons, again, I, I've been around a lot of different people in my life for one thing or another, work, sports, all kind of people, and I do think it is, is true. If you, if you surround yourself with the right people, it can make a big difference in your life and make you want to be a better person all the time. You know, and even, even elite athletes like Matt, <laughs> you know, have coaches, you know, professional coaches. And so, you know, going on the fitness thing, you know, Amazing. it's like, that's why personal trainers exist. Sometimes you need to find somebody that can help you stay motivated, you know, give you, give you the willpower and the accountability. So whether it's a friend or a trainer or a coach and whether it's your physique, your finances, your relationships, sometimes just having somebody else pull you along and give you the strength and courage might be that extra person you need to add to your life to to give you that that boost another thing i like to think of is before you're going to make a decision whether it be yes a, a relationship that you feel not might not be best for your life or a work habit you want to change a fitness situation you want to change um something you got to do is be committed to it or it's going to make it even more difficult because change is hard i mean i think the stats are out there saying it takes 21 days to break a habit those type things it's going to be difficult if you don't commit to it so i think the first thing you've got to do after recognizing it is commit to the situation and then once you commit to it um get you the people and i know craig talks about this a lot support systems around you so you can stick with the commitment that's right you know and then just try to find you know just increase your your presence among people who are going to lift you up or take you to the next level and maybe try to you know create a little distance uh around those that are, are really bringing you down. I'm not saying that everybody has to be happy-go-lucky or a coach, but, you know, the ones that really drain your energy, um, that make you, you know, really bring you down, maybe consider who you're spending your time with. Yeah, um, it would be great if everybody had a stew packet in their life. 
So I'm going to go back to a little little hiking story. Um, a few months back, uh, Hot Dog likes to give me a lot of jazz about not going on any trips. Um, earlier, well, early 2019, I went on a trip to uh, – we hiked the Inca Trail in Peru uh, to Machu Picchu. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, it was a great trip, great trip. And uh, a high school classmate of mine's husband was on the trip. His name is Stuart. And uh, first day we get out on, on the trail, we were doing about – I think it was 10 to 12 miles and we get about halfway up and his wife and my wife are really struggling. So we're trying to get up that trail and they're just falling behind and it was hot. We didn't have any, um, coverage from any shade or anything else like that. Like we did the rest of the, uh, hikes. So Stuart and I decided to take our wives pack. So that was a way that we were help unload the burden that they had. So it was, it was pretty difficult to finish uh, the hike. You know, the first thing I did when I took my wife's pack. After complaining. <laughs> first thing I did after taking my wife's pack is say, what in the heck is in this 100-pound pack? So <laughs> she had uh, all of her makeup. She had her entire purse. Um, so anybody that has done any hiking, you really don't want to carry a whole lot of extra stuff. But sometimes you can't put the, a lot of the burden on yourself. Wallace so it, was prepared, man. And lo she and was behold, prepared. poor Wallace was like sucking eggs. She was having a rough time. John literally was texting me, man, you should see me out here carrying all this weight around, all Wallace's <laughs> stuff. He, what he's telling y'all like times 10. And what did it turn out that poor Wallace was what at the time, John? Well, I wasn't at that point in the story yet. That, that was about uh, <laughs> a couple man, weeks after sure we... That does not get unnoticed. A <laughs> couple weeks after we got back, we found out that uh, we were expecting for the baby that's due any minute now. So she uh, certainly had a good reason to be struggling to get up the mountain. But anyway, Stupaka. And it turned out John really was saying, I was caring for two people, dude. That's Me true. And the baby. <laughs> and so was Wallace. Thank you. So Stuart, I mean, Stuart ended up carrying his wife's pack for the remainder of the trip. I mean, he was just a stud, just carrying extra stuff just for fun, you know. Um, by the time that we finished, uh, I think he carried down a whole family of injured alpaca down the mountain. Uh, and the local <laughs> people think he's uh, part alpaca now. So he's got, he's he got legend, the, dude. yeah, he, he's a local legend there now. Now his nickname is Stupaka. That's awesome. What goes to show, you know, sometimes um, the people around you are carrying, you know, they have a heavy burden on their shoulders and, you know, figuratively speaking, it's a chance to kind of carry the extra load for them and help them out. That's awesome. No doubt, brother. Wait, what else did you see on that trip? That sounds, we talked about it, but I think there are some cool stories. Y'all ate some very we unique ate things. Some, like food down we there, ate man. some exotic things on that trip. Um, so one of the things that was on every menu was uh, kui, which is basically guinea pig. Um, so they had it every which way you could imagine. It was unbelievably delicious. Wow. Um, I sent a picture to uh, Green Paul of one of the ones that we had roasted. Uh, he owns a guinea pig, so he scared we <laughs> he sure scared does. the heck out of all of his kids, and he said I couldn't go back to his house after he saw what we were eating over there. I guess in a crunch, though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it tasted great. It was pretty funny because the local people also were very excited about everything that was over there, and some of the information that they were giving us was not completely accurate. We, we didn't look it up, but we didn't think it was uh, accurate. They were saying that um, one guinea pig has more omega-3 at fatty acids than an entire cow and then also proteins also that one 
guinea pig, which they're not very big. They're not any bigger there than they are here. Um, so it was pretty funny. But you know, how much trust did you have that it was truly a guinea pig? Because I mean, there's some other critters about that size that may mimic a guinea pig. I don't know. It seemed to be the right size, the right look, um, particularly the one that I sent out most of the pictures of. It was pretty spot on. It oh. looked like a little guinea pig with a helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you were just embracing the culture. What can you say? That's the better question was, were you sprinting past the pack like you normally do on the hikes, dude? That fast walking you've got. I did start off... Um, pretty quick but i ended up hanging back with my wife and, all that and helping her out um so did That's a lot awesome. of hand holding that kind of thing just the kind of guy i am hot dog Man. you know that it's actually <laughs> but anyway rare. the point is um up to that long story is that uh you know we all carry burdens and there is a uh, healthy way to help share those burdens and certainly if you are carrying a burden that needs to be unloaded you need to find somebody to help you uh, release that in a therapeutic way. I know Craig talked about this in one of the podcasts a while back that, um, you know, continue to look into the rearview mirror and focus on things that have passed uh, is not a way to live your life. So just try to focus on lo unloading that burden, whatever it may be, and then move forward and quit looking in the rearview mirror unless my wife is coming up on you. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. Also, I think there's the idea of being open to it. And that could be some of the listeners out there are probably like, I don't have an issue with the holiday weight. I love the people in my life. That might be the time to push yourself in another direction uh, physically from a workout routine, et cetera. Change it up. Like Craig mentions, he changes his all the time. I tend to do the same a little bit or take on a new challenge, bring someone else into your life and just be open to, to what might be in store for you. You never know what's behind the door, so to speak, but not to be complacent with where you're at. No, I totally agree. It's like a lot of times we get on autopilot and we have our certainty and we're in this comfort zone, but you know, exercising a little uncomfortable, uh, maybe seeking help from a friend or someone to help you with something you've been struggling with a little uncomfortable, but I can tell you, you know, every time you go through that passage and take on that discomfort, you get stronger and it's worth it every time. Get out there and make a memory, man. <laughs> Put an extra backpack on. <laughs> Put an extra backpack on and just walk around. Uh, also, the good thing about going to a gym, some people like to work out on their own, run, etc. but it's good to, um, the camaraderie, being around people. Craig and I see each other in there all the time. It's hard to even work out. We uh, ran into several people we knew in the gym last time. So it's nice, too, to, to be able to talk to people, surround yourself with some human interaction. So there's also some benefit not only to physically, but, again, the mental benefits you can get just being around people in general, too. Okay, one final thought is, um, you know, you can't always stop the bad things that go on in the world, but you can simply try to enjoy the good stuff that goes on in your life. And uh, I think it's important to recognize it and appreciate it and celebrate it. That's oh, awesome. Really well said, man. I think that you know, some things are beyond our control. Uh, some things you got to accept for what they are, but that's the beauty of life. And, and you do have the ability to control how you see it, how you look at it. Like Craig and I always say, half glass full, man. Half <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, cheapskate. All right, look, we'll move on into our wonderful segment of what made you hit the brakes or pump the gas this week. And so we'll throw it to John. John, what made you uh, hit the brakes this week, buddy? Well, shout out um, to his peeps. Yeah, there you go. Well, over the weekend, uh, my little boy, my soon to be three year old, uh, got sick. And uh, this kid is really the happiest kid on the planet. Uh, my father in law is a pediatrician, and he's been telling us. Since the first six months or so, he's like, man, 
y'all are not going to have a better kid than this. I mean, he's just happy. He never cries. He eats anything you put in front of him. He sleeps extra whenever you go on vacation. It's, you know, it's really unheard of. So he got sick over the weekend, uh, ended up having the flu. Um, so we had, we had to give him some medication and he had really high fever for a couple of nights. Uh, so we were worried, um, you know, that he could have some uh, febrile seizures, things like that. So I ended up sleeping with him for a couple of nights in bed with him. And it was, it was rough. There was a whole, not a whole lot of sleep that was uh, being done on there, but um, you know, it just tiny in that aspect, put the brakes on me. And uh, so I slept with him, but it ended up being just a great time. I just loved that closeness that I had with him. Um, You know, even though he was burning me up anytime that I touched him I think he was hallucinating because he would wake up and talk about bees getting him, and he'd make me rub his body down. (laughs) It was pretty funny. Ended up being something that, uh, you know, I was exhausted in the end, but uh, it was really a wonderful experience just to have that closeness with him for a couple of nights. And in addition, you mentioned to me you got to appreciate what it was like when you got back in a regular bed a few days later. The nice comforts of that. That Uh was fantastic. we did just get him a new bed too, and it's a lot better than the one that he had been on. But it's not like the one that we're on, so that's it was such a relief to get back in bed. Also, a nice my own time, bed. A nice time to have a look into John's life. He referred to his son as Tiny. His real name is Matthew. I'd like to think named after me, the gift of God. Do you want to tell him why I got the name Tiny? You think you keep thinking that, buddy. I know that for certainty. It was down to two names, and I'm pretty sure I'm the one that got him over the cuff because gift of God, I mean, what a solid meaning. Yep, that was the uh, thing that put it over the uh, the top is um, we were going through a few names, and uh, the last two that were on the list, uh, we looked up Matthew, and obviously it's called gift of God, um, so we started calling him Tiny, the Tiny Gift, and uh, the other one had some kind of weird interpretation that was just like, serrated it was really negative so we're like oh we're gonna stay away from this and go forward (laughs) plus i have a couple of good friends that are named matthew not hot dog uh, that you know maybe put them over the top (laughs) (laughs) gonna act like we didn't hear that part of it Uh, shout out to keating as well (laughs) all right well look guys we appreciate everybody uh joining in listening to us here on the fifth episode as we said in the beginning it is much appreciated we would appreciate y'all's feedback as well if you want to give us a review Uh, Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and let us know some of the methods that y'all have for either physical working out, uh, cutting people out of your life, things like that, keeping off the holiday weight. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?